for your Rehoboth to come to pass. Somebody say Rehoboth. God has made room for all of us. Good evening, good evening once again. This is Pastor Thomas and the Fireside Crew having a chat once again and being thankful for the goodness of God and everything that he has done. And today we're going to talk to you very good about faith. The thing that is most important to believers and non-believers as well is the ideology of faith. But before we get into faith, we're going to let each of our anointed, amen, women of God introduce themselves once again. Hello, listening audience. This is First Lady Alicia Thomas. I'm so excited to be with you on today to speak on faith. We're so glad that you are tuned in and we pray that whatever goes on on today is a blessing to your ears and to your soul and your inner man. All right, all right. Good evening, sisters and brothers. This is Evangelist Angelina, and I'm excited about tonight's topic. Can't wait to hear what the Word of God is going to tell us tonight. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Good evening. I am Missionary Savetta Garvin, and I am excited tonight to be here around the fire, and I'm just excited to see what this says the Lord through our pastor and our panel. God bless you. Awesome, awesome from everyone. We thank you for being with us once again. One of the great staples of being a believer in Jesus Christ is the development of your faith within you. Mm -hmm. And we understand that as faith is developed and increased that we are made stronger. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that I want to first of all initially is Faith is more than just believing because people can say, I believe in Jesus Christ. And if you're not acting upon that belief, you're just speaking verbally that you believe something that you aren't acting upon. So first of all, what we must understand about faith, faith complements the life that you live. You cannot say that you are a believer if you're not acting upon the thing that you're professing openly within your lips or in your mouth. Many people say we are believers, but also their life doesn't follow up with what they're saying that they believe. Mm -hmm. And see, this is significant because what it does is it, it excludes people that are saying one thing and doing another. True faith, true belief is the exemplification, or it is, it really is an example of the power of God working from within you, manifesting itself on the outside. So what we must have is we must have a place within you that acts as a seed to begin to grow in you, to manifest itself with you. And what happens is, is as you develop your faith and belief in Christ, God begins to increase his actions in your life. 
Now, that's the thing that we must understand. Now, now here it is. I want to, if we can, for the next few minutes, want to really break this thing down. Let's turn to Hebrews 11th chapter, and we can, we can really get into this. And we're going to also go to the ninth chapter as well of the book of Mark, 9 and 11 of Mark. But I want to start with the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. And we are very familiar with this scripture. Hebrews 11th chapter, verse number one, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And then it also says the evidence of things not seen. Says for by it, the elders obtained a good report Then I want you to look at this through faith. We understand through faith that the words, I'm excuse me, the worlds were framed by what? By the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, before we get into this, I want want you to just remember and point me to verse number three in a few moments, but it says, now faith is the substance. Now we see here's, first of all, two things about faith that you must understand. Faith is substance Mm -hmm. and faith is evidence. In two facets, faith is substance. So what is substance? Substance is the creative force for things that we hope for. Without a creative force or a conceptualized moment, that means things cannot exist in your life. So there has to be an understanding within each of us that what I believe and what I desire is substance. Mm -hmm. It's not just me wishing for things that I need to happen, but it is substance. What that means is, is that faith within your spirit man is tangible. Mm-hmm. It touches hearts, it touches minds, it even reaches to the very throne of God. So understanding that it is substance, we have, you know, when you say something is substance, if I look at a cup, I know that the cup is made of something. If we look at everything that we've accomplished in life or everything that we even possess, we understand that it is made by substance. Now, faith is the substance. So what it's saying is that this thing that we possess as a believer Mm -hmm. is the substance of everything that we have hoped for. It didn't say a substance, but it says the substance of things hoped for. That my hope and my belief and my faith is validated through Jesus Christ. And then it says this thing that we talk about faith is not only substance, 
but it is evidentiary. So in other words, the thing that builded or built my faith as a young Christian is the evidence that was given in church. And what do you mean the evidence? The evidence that we received in church was when the saints of God would stand up and testify and say I was about to give up, but God made a way. So what they were doing is that they were giving younger believers evidence that there is God. Amen. So that's why it's so important for us to be a witness because the witness brings evidence to the forefront that somebody that may be doubting God can hear of the evidence of someone else's faith. So this thing that, you know, even churches don't do anymore, testimony service, you really have handicapped the building of faith because you're not introducing evidence. Because every Sunday in church, every, every Tuesday and Friday night as we would go to church, we would have somebody stand up and say, I was sick in my body and I began to pray, but God, and my evidence, I said, well, if they did it for sister so-and-so, surely, God can do it for me. So this substance became spiritually tangible within me. And I seen the evidence that what God had done in somebody else's life, surely he could do it in my life. So when we understand faith is substance and faith is evidence of things not seen, we have right now evidence of all of our prayers and all of the things that God has answered for us of the things not seen because we can see what God has done in our life. Now we have a greater understanding of what God's promises are. The promises is the fulfillment of faith in your life. That if you believe and trust God, his promise is going to come to pass. And when it comes to pass, it is evidence not only to you, but to somebody else. Amen. And see, that's the, that's the significance of faith. And we're going to turn to the book of Mark in a, in a few moments. But I want to show you this about faith. Look at verse number three. Now, if we're going to read two and three. It says, for by it. The elders, look what it says in verse two, mm -hmm. obtained what? A good, a good report. So by the thing that they hoped for and the thing that they received evidence of, they retained, they obtained a good report. Mm -hmm. Because Abraham believed God and he counted unto him it unto him as righteousness. He didn't see it, but he believed in the evidence of it. He believed that God was going to do what he said he is. He's going to do because you know the scripture numbers. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. What God said, it will come to pass. You just have to believe in God. And when God drops a breadcrumb of evidence in your life, then you say, oh, I can go a little bit further. I haven't received the complete fulfillment of the promise, but I've got evidence. Yes. 
I know, God, that that you um, did this or you did that or you speaking to me at this moment because he always reveals himself through evidentiary knowledge. He reveals himself through evidence. So the elders use this thing, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not, not seen, and they obtain a good report. Now, this is the scripture I wanted to get to, and I spoke to you guys to hold me to verse number three. It says, through it, we what? Understand that the world's were what framed by the word of God mm -hmm. through what faith. faith what did faith do through faith we understand what that the worlds were what framed by the word of God now this is a significant point right here what is the significance of worlds the worlds that were framed by God I want you to underline that and just just look at it what's the significance of worlds have you ever thought about that before I want you to think about that because when you're understanding and God begins to open your eyes through faith the worlds were framed that means the worlds that were framed are subject under time. Hmm. But faith is not subject under time. Hmm. And I want you to think about that. Okay. So why is that significant, Pastor? You're bringing out a point that I hadn't heard before because the worlds were framed. What does it say? By faith. That means faith was here before the worlds. Wow. <laughs> wow, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, okay. So when you offer up to God your faith, you can get God to answer your prayers before He had set a time because faith transcends time. Mm. Now, what do you mean, Pastor? There are times when a parent knows that a child isn't ready for something, but if they ask you enough and they are earnest enough and they petition you enough, you'll give them things that they're not even ready for. True. Amen. But with the blessing, <laughs> excuse me, he will also prepare you to be able to handle the thing that you believe that he was going to give you. Because God gave us something greater than anybody else. He didn't give animals faith, but he gave humans faith. He didn't, he didn't give anything else the power and the faith that this thing that's so great that we possess, it was there before the worlds were there. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. So before there ever was a world, there was faith. And when the worlds are gone, still is going to be faith. 
So what we possess is something that is not subject to time, it's not subject to man, it's not subject to even to the angels. We possess something greater than anything else there is because the thing that we possess existed before there ever was a when or where or how or a sun or a moon or earth or the stars or the angels or anything. The thing that God gave man was there in the beginning. Now the only thing that's left for us to do is to exercise the thing that has an infinite power and infinite ability within the mind of a Christian that's so strong that it can take a mountain and pick it up and pluck it and put it to the sea. It can remove a sycamine tree. The thing that we possess created existent galaxies and we don't understand what we have down on the inside of us because we don't really understand what God is. Amen. Amen. Mm. Jesus. Let me read the scripture, and, and, and I'm just telling, showing you what God has given to me through faith. So, in other words, the conduit for the world to come into existence is faith. It came through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. How? Through faith. And the thing that are seen were not made of the things which do appear. Mm-hmm. Now he, now we can understand the greatness of the early patriarchs because why, I often ask myself, why Enoch? Why God did he just walk with you? His faith was so great that he never deviated from his walk with God. He was even greater than Adam. If you look at it in this purest sense, Enoch walked with God and he did not even die nor taste sin nor do any of those things because he had faith. Now it says, by faith, it goes through verse four, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts and by it he being dead yet speaketh by faith Enoch was translated by what faith so here we see the writer of Hebrews which many believe is the apostle Paul outlining how this most powerful thing that existed before the world was is still yet available unto us believers not only is it available but it is amen at its greatest right now because we have the understanding and the ability to allow God to work in our life but it says right here by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see or experienced death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation Enoch had this testimony what did he do that he pleased God and we know that you cannot please God without faith you can do all of the things of the world that will please man, but without faith, you cannot please God. Verse six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is what? God. Not only that, you have to come to God you have to submit and surrender to God for he that cometh to God must 
underline that, must believe, have faith in, believe that he is God, amen, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek them. Now look at that scripture, that he is a rewarder of. Mm -hmm. We oftentimes make this misnomer and say a rewarder to them, but no, he's not a rewarder to them, but he is a rewarder of them. My reward is God himself. And as long as I got God, amen, whatever I need, he will supply it. So what we're saying about faith is that we possess the thing that is eternal, that existed before there was a heaven or a hell or earth or anything. It was there when God said, let there be. Mm-hmm. Now, when we look at this, we understand why when Jesus said to those that were sick, your faith hath made you whole. So what was Jesus saying? He was saying the powers that were there when I said, let there be, I found that power in you. And no matter what sickness there is in your body, if you have that kind of faith, it's the faith that's going to make you whole. But we, we have faith and in our faith, we're like the man that was at the base of the mountain of the transfiguration. When Jesus came, he said, Lord, I do believe, Mm -hmm. but help mine unbelief Mm -hmm. at least he was honest enough to say i had an incomplete faith Mm -hmm. but when your faith is complete you don't even talk to jesus you said lord if i could just touch his him i know i'll be made whole the powers of the universe are in his him and if i can just get to him by faith whatever i need is there yes yes Mm. this thing faith is so great that I think a lot of times we miss the mark Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because what we possess is greater than even time itself. Now, what is the significance behind this thing? We understand, amen, if our faith is not subject to time, that means the same miracles that God did in the Bible if faith isn't subject to time, I can have them right now. Okay. Amen. Amen. The only thing missing is I have to just believe God. Amen. And this, this is very important because the, the thing in the church, we pray and we have to ask. But I don't want you to pray asking. I want you to pray believing. Amen. Uh, that's that's the word right there. When my children, I use this as an example all the time. They don't they don't ask me something, mm-hmm. asking. They ask me something, knowing I have the ability to do it. They ask believing, and when they believe, they are manifesting what's in their heart. But we ask in doubt, and God, I don't know if you can do it. But Lord, if yes, you do know He can. <laughs> Yes, you do know whatever it is you desire. When you pray, you have to believe that you've already received it. And when you believe that you've already received it, then it says you will have it. 
And that's that's really what the Bible we can see it being made manifest in the Bible many times. Now let's learn, turn to the book of Mark, the eleventh chapter, and and we're gonna read even further. Does anybody have any comments over anything? And I got uh, in a in a digression there. Amen. <laughs> it's just so awesome because just like you said, um, I'm just going back to the latter part of the third verse that so that things which are seen were not made of things that do appear. So your faith mm -hmm. has to go beyond just like we see sickness in our body. Mm -hmm. Our faith got to go beyond that knowing that, okay, that's tangible, but sickness is not of God. That's right. Faith is of God. Yes, mm -hmm. right. So that's how we get the healing because it's like you said, when your child asks knowing that you got it, mm -hmm. and so they're going to ask knowing that you're going to deliver, so that we know that God is our healer, we got to ask knowing that God, you got it. You got it. I know it. that that's you can right. give it to mm -hmm. me. And that's the kind of faith that he wants us to have. And they ask until they get it. <laughs> They ask you over and over, and you get. I get tired. I say, "All right, go ahead and get it," because you're bothering me. That, that's how we ought to. We got to petition God with an earnest plea and an earnest cry, and say, "Lord, I need you, and I need you to do this thing." And I'm gonna pray until my prayers are like Cornelius, and then go up before the throne and ascend before you. And you're gonna get tired of my prayers and say, "Angel, go down there and take care of Thomas, Amen, and take care of Angelina, and take care of Missionary Garvin, and take care of First Lady, because." They bothering me, amen. I want my <laughs> prayers, Psalm 141, to ascend before the throne like incense yeah, yeah. that are standing there petitioning him constantly mm -hmm. because without these things, this prayer, this faith that we have, we can't please God. Mm -hmm. We can't live the fullness of being a member of the body of Christ living beneath our privileges. I'm a king. I'm a child of a king. Amen. My daddy is the king, so I'm a prince. Amen. We are royalty. We are uh, priestly. Amen. We are all of the things that God designed for us to be, but we have to do this exemplifying the faith that's on the inside. Amen. Amen. The faith that we have on the inside. Greater is on the inside. The thing I have on the inside is greater than time. Mm -hmm. It's greater than the earth. This earth going to be destroyed. But guess what? Faith will still be here. That's right. That's right. Faith in Jesus Christ. Yes, but every man is given such a measure. A measure. A measure. Let's read that scripture in the book of Romans. Amen. I think it's Romans, the 12th chapter. Also, like when, when the apostles that were saying, uh, what the disciples say, Lord, increase my faith. So yes. If you find yourself kind of lacking in the faith category, you got to ask and pray and ask God to increase your faith. Mm -hmm. You know what That's I'm saying? Because as a Christian, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. So, just like you said earlier, you know, in uh, Hebrew 11 and 6, but without faith, it's impossible to please them. So, that means that faith is extremely important in this Christian world. It's wow, it's just amazing. It's necessary. I'm sorry, where are we, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't we're going, we're going to read this last part and we're going to, we're going to uh, go to our next episode. Romans the 12th chapter. Okay. Evangelist Angie brought this point up. Yes, yes, yes. Now we are very familiar with these scriptures. I'm not going to go through the first, through, first 
two verses of the 12th chapter because we should know it. Uh, we mm-hmm. speak about it uh, immensely. It talks about, I uh, beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, mm-hmm. that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Mm-hmm. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and perfect, acceptable and perfect will of God. And then in verse three, it says, for I say through the grace given unto me. Mm-hmm. Now that means this behavior, everything that's after the confirmation or the change or the renewing of the mind, this is applicable to us. It says, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, first thing, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. A lot of times people think that they are so, uh, they speak to you from an exalted place and with a mindset of condescension upon others. But God says, if you're going to be a child of God, you cannot think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. But to think soberly, meaning with reason, with understanding, with logic, and not to think from an exalted place because God hates a proud look. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He hates pride. Amen. An humble child shall taste the grace or the Mm -hmm. good of God. Amen. So we have to, in order to be really presented to God as a mercy to God, as giving your body a living sacrifice, that means that in your body is your mind, and your mind has to be in a humble mind but to think soberly according as God has what does it say dealt to every man the measure of faith the measure or a measure or a measure the measure of faith. What does that mean? The measure of faith. That means that we're given within us the ability to believe mm-hmm. and it's our choice to accept or to reject what God has given to us, a measure. Okay. I was speaking to one young young person at one time and I said, do you believe in love? They said, yes, I believe in love. I said, well, you believe in God because God is love. That measure of faith was there, but sometimes people People reject the measure that God has given to us. And when you reject the measure, you also hinder the ability to increase your faith. Because when you cannot increase your faith, it simply means you can't hear from God. You don't accept who God is, nor the existence of God. And you're in a dead place. Mm. And we're going to leave that point right there as we come to our next episode the measure of faith and the greatness of God and the goodness of God. We must, saints, those that are listening, wherever you are, believe that God is what you need him to be and that God will bless all with the ability to believe in him. This has been a fireside chat from Rehoboth Ministries. God bless you and we hope to see you next time. Have a blessed day. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.